0: Well, that old clock on the wall says 745, and that means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell. Jack, great to connect with you again today. How have you been? My pleasure. I'm so glad we're both back. (laughs) Me too. Uh, I'll tell you. Pretty strange times. They are indeed. And what I decided to talk about today, I was going to talk about pairing foods at home because so many people are dining at home. But... Lo and behold, I found out yesterday that today, uh, Saturday, is National Rosé Wine Day. Mm. I thought we'd talk a little bit about rosé wines. Good. They've been around forever. In fact, rosé is probably the oldest type of wine because years ago, they really weren't very sophisticated when they'd press the grapes and they'd always get a little color in the white wine. But today, rosé is a real art. There's really three ways of making rosé. Skin contact, saini, which is bleeding in French, and blending. And blending we won't consider because blending really uh, is, well, it's not permitted in France. uh, Only in producing rosé champagne you can blend. But everywhere else in France, blending is illegal. And it's done in very, very few places around the world today. Sagny, the bleeding process, is also very rare. It's not done very often. It's usually done in making red wine, and they use that saini that's left over uh, to start uh, for rosé wines. But So for the most part, it's skin contact. And rosé, you know, they're after a color, and the colors of rosé are really wonderful. From uh, uh, pale onion skin, uh, pale light, almost a pale orange, uh, to a dark red that you can get it in a Tavel. And uh, speaking of Tavel, uh, I found out that happens to be Ernest Hemingway's favorite wine. Uh, a good endorsement for Tavel Rosé because, you know, for many people they think of Rosé as an afternoon wine for the ladies. I don't agree with that. I haven't my whole life because I've been a fan of Rosé's my whole life. And they have a place, and particularly at this time of year, when people are having picnics and dining on the patio, etc. What better wine to have on a warm summer afternoon? And summer is starting next week uh, than a rosé. And there's so many to choose from. Uh, the rosé wines are have been, like I said, around forever. And I remember discovering rosés. Uh, 40, 50 years ago, the first time I was in uh, France, in the south of France, we were at a uh, beach cabana, and we were having a salad niçoise for lunch, and the waiter said, you might want a glass of Tavel with that. I didn't know what, even what Tavel was. I said, okay, we'll try it. I was amazed this rosé wine came in. It was absolutely delicious and went perfectly with the salad niçoise and then i found out about Tavel Tavel is in the Rhone Valley uh, all they produce there is rosé wines they produce nothing else in Tavel but rosé wines and the principal grape type is the grenache in fact all over france grenache is mainly the main grape type for rosé wines oh naturally in burgundy they use pinot noir and in bordeaux they use cabernet but in provence which is the biggest producer of wine in France, of rose wines. About 60 to 70 percent of the wines produced in Provence are rose wines. And people just seem to love them. As a matter of fact, was it, uh, the actor Brad Pitt and his wife at the time uh, op- had a vineyard uh, in Provence and made Provence rose. And my good friend Alexis Lachine's son, Sasha was early on in uh, the rosé business. I remember he stopped me about 15, 18 years ago at an international meeting, and he said, I have a rosé for $100 a bottle. I said, well, I hope you got some place to keep it because you'll have it a long time. And indeed, I was dead wrong, and he was right on. And he was one of the pioneers, and his wine, Whispering Angel today, is very popular and recently was purchased By no less a company uh, than um, uh, Moet and Chandon, uh, Louis Vuitton, as one of the great brands of the world, Whispering Angels. uh, uh, And that's a Provence rose. But anyhow, there's a place for these wonderful, light, fruity rose wines that, you know, when when you're out sailing on a boat or you're sitting on your patio or you're just having a picnic. Uh, the, the aroma, the color, the bouquet, rosés are, are not made to be uh, examined, but just sculpted and enjoyed. And really, we talk about wonderful sipping wines. Uh, France, I think, does the best job with rosés. But but we're forgetting, you know, that the rosés that really were popular in the United States 30, 40, 50 years ago were a couple from the I. Uh, from Portugal, Matus and Lancers. And a lot of people my age, their first wine was a glass of Matus or a glass of Lancers. As a matter of fact, my old friend Walter Bush had a yacht, and he named it Alianca, because Alianca was another wine like Matus and Lancers, a rosé from Portugal. And people would put candles in those little clay bottles in their rec room at their home, And everybody knew about Matus. Uh, Everybody knew about Lancers, and everybody knew about Alianca. They were wonderful rosés, great uh, introduction to wine, uh, wines, and they were very good. Now, you can get them now, but of course, uh, people's tastes have gotten a little more sophisticated. And they aren't into so many sweet wines, and Matus and Alianca and all those were definitely on the sweet side. Another great explosion in all rose came about from the trinchero family at sutter home they made a they had an overstock of zinfandel and he thought well he would try and make what he called the white zinfandel a pink wine and uh he sent it around to his distributors around the united states and everybody loved it and the rest is history and sutter homes white zinfandel was for many, many years the number one selling wine in the entire United States. Uh, That's some uh, background for a wine, let me tell you. But, you know, uh, while the French rosés are really wonderful, and, uh, you know, the Loire Valley makes a rosé d'Anjou that is just wonderful. And, of course, rosé champagne. If you think Dom Perignon is expensive, try and buy a bottle of Dom Perignon rosé. Or if you like Louis Roederer Cristal, you know, $200 bottles of wine. And the Rosé is even more expensive because it has more flavor and is a more interesting wine than the straight champagne, in, in my opinion. But uh, uh, France is just one of them. Today, you know, the Rosados that come from uh, Italy are just wonderful and interesting. And the wines that come from Spain... Same thing. And, of course, we produce some terrific rosés, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, up in Oregon and Washington. Some of those rosés are just worth seeking out and trying. Uh, And and even in Minnesota, the vineyards, some of them here are making rosé. There's a rosé from Croatia, Corta Katarina, that I think is just absolutely delicious in the summer. So, indeed, if you're not drinking rosés, you really ought to think about it a little bit, because they are really delicious. And what better time to have one uh, than today on National Rosé Wine Day. But, you know, these rosés just didn't come about recently. Recently, we've had an explosion in them. But as I said, they've always been around. One of my favorite stories is I was at Chateau Clark, which is a very nice Bordeaux property. And this is 25 years ago or so, maybe 30 and uh, they served a rosé as an aperitif. And I asked Nadine Rothschild, who was the proprietor, where did this come from? She said, well, we make it for ourselves for parties. I said, would you make 100 cases for me? And she said yes, and we sent them to Minnesota, and the Minnesotans loved them. Chateau Clark rosé. And we sold a ton of it. And today uh, I was just talking to a friend in Bordeaux, uh, Heather who owns uh, Chateau Milange. And she said, how is the rosé of ours tasting? Now, this is a Bordeaux Appalachian, but they make a rosé there. And I said, well, it's funny you should ask. I had a glass of it the other night, and I found it absolutely delicious. Uh, bone dry, just the kind of wine you really like. And like I said, there's so many wines like that. Today, we carry at Haskell's over 85 different rosés and climbing. Uh, People are just loving them, and they're loving them year-round, not just now, but they are, of course, a little more appropriate in the summer weather when we're having, uh, hopefully, some heat waves. uh, They're very, very enjoyable. And don't forget, rosés are perfect food wines. Uh, They go with almost anything, and particularly... Uh, with simple food, and, and, of course, when it's hot, that's what you really want, a simple food. Uh, a platter of charcuterie or, or sausages is wonderful with rosé wine. Uh, so also would be something very like, like a, a seafood casserole, uh, which has got some body to it. You would know, have a, a, a rosé with it that has some body. You'd find that absolutely delicious as well. But I think that if you're not having rosé wine, you're missing a big part of the wonderful world of wine. It makes a fabulous aperitif. It goes well with almost most food, uh, uh, perhaps better than white or uh, red wines themselves uh, because it's sort of neutral. It goes with almost any kind of food. So if you're not drinking rosé, try it. And if you're one of those guys that said rosé is for the ladies, guess what? Try a glass of Tavel rosé. I guarantee you, I always tell my friends, this is the rosé that was made for red wine drinkers. And if you don't like it, well, then I'd be the most surprised individual in the world because uh, Tavel is really one of my favorite wines. It's one of the great wines of the world, and that's all they make in that part of France. It's over in the uh, Rhone Valley. And incidentally, in the Rhone Valley, they make with Grenache some wonderful rosés, some of those little Cote de Rhone's rosés. They're always inexpensive and they are delicious, kind of medium-dry, wonderful food wine. So in honor of today's date, National Rosé Wine Date, why not open a bottle of rosé and have it on the patio this afternoon? Yes, what a great idea, and I know exactly the place you can find a whole bunch of rosé, and that's at Haskell's. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's, Denny, love to talk about wine. They love to marry wine with food. As I said, we've got over eighty five different roses to choose from. Stop in and pick up a bottle of rose. And you know what? Haskell's has wonderful prices on, on all wine, not to mention the just roses. There's a Haskell's near you where you can learn about wine and save big dollars on wine as well. In Bloomington, Excelsior, which is right off of the Excelsior dock. In Fairbow, right off of thirty five. Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. It's huge. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's the Haskells at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in to Haskells, go to com. And incidentally, you can drive by, pick up, the call in, or uh, sign in on the Internet, and they'll have it ready for you right out and take it right out to your car for you. Folks at Haskell's are careful about your health and our health, too. But come on in, save big dollars during our wine sale, and come in and try some rosés on today, rose National Rosé Wine Day. I am going to do that very thing at Haskell's today. Jack, great chatting with you again. Let's do it again next week. What do you Jenny, say? I'm going to look forward to that. All right, thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.